Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. here and welcome to Rantcast number 12. That's right. We're at number 12. We're rolling along now. We are moving. Uh-huh. Because why? Because time passes quickly when you're having fun, but we're not having fun, are we? No, we're not. Not really having fun. The last six months have been miserable on one level or another for many of us for a variety of reasons. So time has been passing quickly, even though we've been miserable. And it used to be because it was fun. Woohoo, it's a yin and a yang situation, isn't it, ladies and gentlemen? Much like it'll be tonight when the presidential debates take place. Oh, and that's going to be a joy. And I'd love to discuss it, but I haven't fucking seen it yet. No, I have not. Uh, yesterday, by the way, it was uh, just for those of you who are keeping track, was a Yom Kippur. Yes, sir. The Day of Atonement. And today, we're certainly all of us will be atoning as we sit down and watch the two of them go at it. Boy, that'll be a treat as you sit there and wonder, hey, what's it going to be like the next six months? Well, it's certainly going to be moving quickly because it'll be fun or it won't be fun. So that's the good news. Huh? All righty. So, uh. Let me just say that uh, I am coming to you today from an undisclosed location, and uh, I'm doing a lot of promotion, a lot of promotion every day. Promote, 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 promote my uh, have to do this. So it's important so that folks out there know, thanks for risking your life. My new special will be coming out October 6th on September 29th. You can catch it actually on Sirius Radio, uh, just 
just the sound, just the sound, uh, just my mellifluous voice coming to you. So I've got to do a ton of promotion. And 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 what I've found doing this promotion is is that during this uh, time of COVID is intolerable. Every every fucking step of the way. I don't know how it's been for you and and things in your office or things have been going, but it has been miserable in terms of every time it takes me as long to get this the the fucking tech going because I'm no tech genius but I could usually get things done in a five to 10 minute span. Now it takes as long to set the fucking thing up as it does to do the fucking thing. And let me tell you how miserable that fucking makes me. But that's a, how big a complaint is that? It's not really anything one should be complaining about. Not with the shit that other people have to face. And I'm lucky enough that at the end of the torture sessions of the, the tech problems and then and doing the promotion, which is nice that I'm able to be able to to do that and have that access, I'm able to go play golf. That's right. People say, why do you do it? Well, the, one of the reasons I've discovered why I did it is because it takes my mind out of dealing with the reality that is out there. Because I am such a shitty golfer that my mind is so fucking obsessed with the minutia of how terrible I am that I don't have a moment, not one fucking moment, to give any space to the nonsense that has become our reality. And so if I'm lucky in the sense that if I was good at golf, and was hitting great shots, and it was really coming easy to me, I would have a whole brain in which to continue to battle the elements of the reality I have to deal with. So that's how it is from here, wherever here is, because even when I'm here, I'm not really here. There's a 30% of me that's somewhere else. And I don't know if you're suffering from that problem. Maybe we'll talk about that some other time. I think it has to do with the lack of memory or focus or attention or a lot of other stuff. It seems to be a portion of the brain, uh, my brain, that's been rented out as a condo to uh, to uh, someone who uh, or something that's called nothing, absolutely nothing, just air, just taking up 30% of my brain. Hey, can I have 30% of your brain? Well, you'll have to sign a deed. And they did. Okay, I've digressed. So uh, we've got some uh, terrific grants coming your way today from Marietta, Ohio, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and Bethesda, Maryland, just down the road from where I spent my youth, Silver Spring. Bethesda, nicer neighborhood, a little bit nicer. Marietta, Ohio, we played the People's Bank Theater, a charming little space of about 940, which is always a nice size for a theater, built in 1919, followed by Heinz Hall in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, which has kind of been really the, the home there for me over the last 10 years, if not longer. And finally, to Bethesda, Maryland, to the Music Center at Strathmore. It's a, a cultural and artistic venue and an institution. It was founded in 1981, and it consists of two venues, the mansion and the Music Center. And it is, uh, to put it quite simply, magnificent. And I'm not just uh, saying that because a friend of mine was deeply involved with uh, making it happen. Uh, his name is Elliot Fansteel, and he had a vision, and it is always a amazing uh, when you see someone uh, have a, a vision, especially an artistic one, and especially one that allows uh, a vision that gives the arts a place to grow and gives the arts a place to play and gives the arts a space to perform. And that's what Elliot saw, and he spent a, a, a huge amount of time making it happen. I'm hoping someday they name it the fan steal. They should. That's my two cents. And here comes the two cents from from a, a group of really great ranters who, we, who I ran into along the way during uh, this part of the tour. I think you're going to enjoy them. 
And I, th- I hope it works for you as a distraction, much like golf works as a distraction for me. As a matter of fact, I hope it works better as a distraction. And I hope that when you, you know, go and you turn on your, your iPad or your Android or however you're listening, that it works. That it fucking just comes on and it comes right through and it's clear as a fucking bell. It's been a pleasure spending time with you. I look forward to spending time with you at Rantcast number 13. We'll see you then down the road. Yeah. Good evening. Uh, we're coming to you tonight from uh, from uh, lovely Marietta, Ohio. Um, <clears throat> we are at the People's Bank Theater here, and um, we're uh, and with Marietta. For those of you who don't know it, is uh, 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 apparently uh, uh, I was. It, I, it's the home of. Uh, we well we we it was I can handle this. Get, you want to you want to do this? Get your own fucking show. No, it's the home of Marietta College, which, which I believe are the pioneers, right? Yeah. And uh, they. Their, their, their claim to fame is they uh, seem to graduate petroleum engineers, or did at one time. And, uh, and so, uh, I, I, so and, and, but it, the town is really quite lovely. It's like, and it, the town really is a Midwestern version of our town. And they don't seem to think so. I've said it, I said it earlier on in the set, and I've decided I would say it again so that those of you out there would have a vision in your head, because here, they don't seem to see that. <laughs> but I'm talking the downtown, and then when you get out, there's an Arby's and a Fartlek and a Bobo and a Hop, and it's... <laughs> and, uh... I'm going to read straight through tonight and maybe do a little commentary, but this is really, uh, this is truly rare that I get one thing after another that I've put together. Generally, I have to futz around. You people have really kind of come together to give me, (laughs) this is kind of extraordinary. So we start with Heath, who's here. Who the fuck chooses to live in Ohio? (laughs) Obviously... Obviously, obviously, you folks. <laughs> and uh, and there's, there's a reason to live here, because it gives you a sense of existential dread. <laughs> I mean, I think that Sartre and Camus, uh, that I know I've never visited Ohio, and I think whatever they wrote about uh, existentialism has nothing uh, uh, you could all write. <laughs> Seriously. Way, way better. And that... <laughs> and explain it better than others. I have always said that driving between any two cities in Ohio, there's a sense of, like, if you could pick, like, if you could go from a Wendy's to a Wendy's, from one city to another, you really get a sense of existentialism that, that's, that even the stranger never really gave us. And, and by the end, the difference is you don't feel like shooting someone. You feel like shooting yourself. <laughs> this is, 
give you a sense of the kind of town we're in. This is from Jolene. There are pluses and minuses to living in a small town, but having to hand a urine sample to a former student while in a paper dress is a bit much. <laughs> my mind immediately scrambled to what grade they earned in my class. These two are back to back. It's absolutely, this is, this describes America in a nutshell. This is from Michelle. People are way too conservative here. There's an underlying intolerance under the polite smiles. Followed by JD, the only thing we have in Marietta more than Democrats is bricks. <laughs> That's completely fucking opposite. Those are two people who live here, and whatever they're seeing is totally fucking like... Like they gave... Somebody's wearing their glasses this way, somebody's wearing them like this. And then Marietta, Ohio, wants to keep the beautiful brick streets, but not enough to keep them in repair so they don't fuck up your car suspension. That's from, that was from Brandy. Um, this is from Max. These are everybody who's here tonight. And uh, they all had something to say. Max says, we have all the chlamydia. It's horribly insane. I, what I really like is not we all have chlamydia, we have all the chlamydia, as if you cornered the market on it. We weren't able to get cougarans, but we were able to pick up chlamydia at four cents on the dollar. This is from Dixie. This is very sweet, Dixie. The, the ridiculous number of old fuckers in Marietta, Ohio. They don't realize how annoying they are to the rest of us. Seriously, it's overwhelming. Uh, Dixie, uh, here's a, here's something, uh, that's your future, okay? Y I'm serious, so don't be so fucking snotty about shit, Dixie. All right? It's coming your way, because you're going to literally, I don't know how old you are, but you go faster and faster and faster and faster, and you're going to go, holy fuck, and then somebody's going to say, get out of the way, dipshit. I don't, I don't know if, if why and why aren't they, why would you, it's too cold here in the winter. Why the fuck would they stay? Most people get the fuck out. Canadians have fucking a way to get out. How come we haven't figured a way to get out? No, I'm going to stay in Marietta and freeze my tits off yet again. I can't wait to get to West Virginia for the weekend. This is, this is from KS. Marietta voters seem a bit concerned about immigration and minorities stealing jobs for a region that is 97% white. <laughs> I, I give this promise out a lot. I'm going to promise you this, okay? 
There is, uh, you know, since things, as I told you earlier, going so well, I forget that there's an emergency at the border. And these (laughs) people are pouring the fuck in. And I'm going to just guarantee you something. Okay? And you can trust me on this. I mean it. I'm fucking mean this for those of you who think that a Megadon's coming. When, okay, when they come up from those countries like Guatemala and they come up and they make it 2,000 miles and finally make it to the border and they get in, uh, I can guarantee they're not looking at the map going, oh, fuck, Marietta. This is from Patrick. Uh, I'm from Marietta, Ohio. Um, he is now. He goes back to saying that he's a progressive, living in Trump country, and all I hear are Fox News talking points from my coworkers all day long. This is the reason I read this because this I thought was just splendid. Yesterday I saw a MAGA sticker, a Make America Great Again sticker, on a Prius. <laughs> A fucking Prius. Now, the, now that is either really just brilliant satire <laughs> or just like a, a, a schizophrenic is driving the car. <laughs> this is from JP. We have a great artistic community, but no one cares because there's karaoke at every shithole for a hundred miles. <laughs> So, so for those of you uh, who are watching out there in the world, I mean, if you're a karaoke fucking psychotic, <laughs> I've just given you a, a vacation Valhalla. <laughs> this, I'm not sure. I'm reading this because I don't understand it, but you will. This is from Michael. Why can't they paint the white stop bar on Phillips Street? even after raising the city income taxes to pay for street maintenance. It keeps me from being able to turn right or left off of Acme Street. (laughs) On to Phillips without going over the curb and driving through the grass and down the sidewalk. Going to have to go buy my own white white spray paint to paint the stop bar that my city income taxes pay for. (laughs) I knew you'd enjoy that. I knew that's like so specifically psychotic. (laughs) I love the way these come back to back. I mean, I put them together, but it was really great. Collating. I've never have had you guys really. It's like you sat around and went, oh boy, let's do this. <laughs> this is from Bob. Marriott is perfect. I wouldn't change anything. <laughs> we keep our dirty laundry to ourselves. Then, followed by Amy in the mid Ohio Valley, we are all going to die. <laughs> 
because fucking DuPont has knowingly dumped hazardous chemicals in our rivers and streams. The fuckers. <laughs> this is from Derek. Washington County, Ohio was once known as one of the easiest places in America to get away with murder. As a local, I grew up knowing this. Now that you've been here, I would like to know, like you to know if this place feels particularly bad. For fuck's sake, someone drives a car into a house in the Tri-County area at least once a month. Stupid is, shit, shit is stupid here. Wow, is that true? I do read about you guys, do seem to drive into houses a lot. You, might, you know, there could be, it's too bad there's not a league for that. Seriously. You fuckers be, you know, you, you could have used that now that the Browns might be good this year. Well, you could have, you could have been leading the league in houses run into. Instead of worrying about whether you were going to have a good football team, you could have been out on Sunday just banging each other's doors in. This is from Dagmar. We have the best fucking cook shop in all of Ohio. Well, that's the most excitement I've heard about a cook shop. We listen to Lewis Black all fucking day because we're angry cooking fuckers. Bitch, I don't know how good that your food tastes if you're angry. God damn it, just throw some shit in there and shut up! This is from Jessica. The sign you see when entering Ohio says... Ohio, find it here. Of course you're going to find Ohio in Ohio, you dumb fuck! <laughs> we'll finish with these two. This is from Catherine. Here's the thing with our quaint little family of a town. We all want to claim ourselves as neighbors, but nobody wants to have facilities that serve today's small-town population. And by today's small-town population, I am not too ignorant to include those addicted to various drugs, especially opioids. What the actual fuck is wrong with building resources for those people reaching out for help? They're children of our neighbors, siblings of our neighbors, parents of our neighbors. They're our actual neighbors. Seriously, we all know someone on our quaint, precious cul-de-sacs dealing or dealing with this issue. Quit playing dumb. Ignorant is not cute. Ignorant twats do not help a community. <laughs> invest in us. Invest in your family. Good. Yeah, that's... That problem is here and potholes and that. Potholes and opioids. I think they're linked together. <laughs> this is uh, from David. We end with this. Uh, how does every fucking thing you want migrate to the back? No, the way back of your fucking refrigerator. I'm always up to my fucking armpit trying to maneuver my fat arm around the healthy tubs of lettuce, hummus, and kale brought by my lovely wife on the way to retrieve my tub of French fucking onion dip. 
which is located in another fucking zip code. After failing miserably to retrieve the chip dip tub, I decided to take everything out and reorganize the complete fucking inventory on the fucking shelf. After rethinking my food priorities, I restocked the shelf like some pimply-ass stock boy at the local A&P. No, we don't actually have a fucking A&P by our house. I am old, and A&P sounds funnier than Kroger. I start by putting the sour cream in an area of the fridge that couldn't be seen with the fucking Hubble telescope. Pleased with my reshuffle of the inventory, my aforementioned lovely wife reminds me we are having baked fucking potatoes for dinner, and please retrieve the sour cream. Thanks, Marietta. It's been a pleasure. We'll be at Heinz Hall in Pittsburgh tomorrow, then in Bethesda, Maryland, at Strathmore. Thank you all for watching tonight. Send in your rants. Please keep them coming. Thank you, everybody, for what you wrote. We'll see you next go-around. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, we're coming in tonight live from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and we're at the, we're at the, the magnificent Heinz Hall here, which is uh, normally is, uh, this is the home of the Pittsburgh Symphony, correct? Yeah. The home of the Pittsburgh Symphony and, you know, and, and Snacky the Clown. If um, if you've never been to Pittsburgh, it's uh, it's a city you should visit. It's uh, it's a city that um, seems to be uh, booming at this point, or at least faking a boom. <laughs> um, it uh, it really is. It's got a. It's got a. Uh, it it really did. It, early on, Pittsburgh beat everybody to the punch with a really great airport. 
It has a terrific airport. It, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but for me, if I was going to get stuck early on in my travels, if I was going to get stuck, I was hope I was stuck in Pittsburgh because it really was one of the first um, airports that was, uh, it was uh, an airport and a mall. <laughs> so it was, uh, and it's just, uh, it's really been, and for me, it's, uh, I mean, I'm, Pittsburgh was one of the places as a comic that I visited over and over and over again and uh, was lucky enough to play. Uh, it's, one of the, it's one of the cities that would have me. Um, I played the Funny Bone uh, down in Station Square. And, and then I would, initially, before they put us in a hotel, you'd take the incline up to whatever the fuck is up there. And, uh, and it was really, it was just, uh, it was great. And the audiences there were great. And it was a great place to grow as a comic. So uh, it's, it's always good to be back here. It really is a terrific city. Um, they... Uh, and it's, and it's not easy for me to say that because, uh, and this is really, wait till you hear the sound that comes out of them. I'm a, uh, uh, being born and raised in, uh, around Washington. I'm a Washington Capitals fan. Yeah, well, yeah, okay, okay, okay. That's really, they booed and yet uh, they beat the Washington Capitals senseless year after fucking year after fucking year after fucking year. And last year, and last year, finally, finally, I get a little smidge of something, like a little something on toast, just a little butter, and oh, ooh, we get to carry the cup around. You fuckers, fuck you. <laughs> and I'm it's interesting. They say that uh, somebody was writing in here. They've got a you got a great football team. You've got uh, you've got a, uh, a but the baseball team. They they apparently from what I read here, it says the Mike says the Pittsburgh Pirates suck. <laughs> the owner is a greedy bastard. Won't spend money to win. And to at least be competitive, but it's a great, it's a great fucking ballpark. It is much like, and that reads much like I could substitute the Baltimore Orioles, who suck, and the owner is. And I, I don't even know if he's greedy. He's just fucking dumb, as opposed. <laughs> we have one of the great stadiums. You can fucking, as a matter of fact, uh, you can take a, a family of fourteen there. Uh, and live there for a week and see nine games and it would be cheaper than seeing one game at Yankee Stadium. Uh, but so when you feel, I'm serious, when you feel shitty about your fucking team, now that I know I can watch you guys and feel a little better about my shitty team, watch the Orioles. I'm serious. They fucking blow. It's absolutely horrifying. So, uh, but it's and it, and you've got the and then they also the other reason you come here, which is they've got one of the world's great museums, the Warhol Museum, is just spectacular.
And then uh, there's a lot of people who wrote about this. This is from Jay. Fucking bike lanes have turned our city into a hellish <laughs> labyrinth of one-way streets. Well, yeah, you're the, everybody has been pissed about the, they were pissed in New York about it. And now they're, they haven't really, this is really, it's unbelievable. We're going to have to do something. And, uh, and you're, you know, you're just going to have to live with it. You're fucked. You're in the transition phase. And eventually there'll be a whole bunch of people riding in those lanes and you go, fuck. But it won't be you. I'm just saying it's not for you, it's for the next group that's coming up that are younger and healthier. And go to the gym. <laughs> but you got that fucking, what do you call it, that tram shit that runs around. Did they take that away? Is that gone or it's still there? Yeah, I, haven't, I didn't see it anywhere today. I thought they may have hit it. I thought they fucking hit it from me. <laughs> This is from Jeff Coffee. Is it a weapon of mass destruction? For real, we're in Heinz Hall. Does Heinz Hall not trust me with hot coffee? <laughs> Do they not serve hot coffee? You gotta buy, it says, Do, they, put, they make you put ice in it, right? They fucking force the ice on you. <laughs> Do they hold you down and make you take the ice? Do ice cubes make the coffee safer? <laughs> Surely the ability to drive at 80 miles an hour and weave in and out of traffic to see Lewis qualifies me to handle 140 degrees Fahrenheit worth of coffee. What the fuck, Heinz Hall? <laughs> he probably fell asleep. <laughs> These are these are back to back interesting. Um, well, the no, first one, this is Debbie. We cry so much here in Pittsburgh that the Ohio River starts here. <laughs> oh, oh, Debbie. Wow. I guess you wake up tomorrow and go down and weep for a while, huh? This is from Grant. The hard right fucks in Pennsylvania actually protested about this new gun law recently. One headline describing it reads, Pennsylvania gun law requiring convicted abusers to turn over guns goes into effect. How does anyone protest that? Um, I, Grant, I don't know. Okay, I mean, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't understand how they felt that it was important for people who might have a mental illness to, to be sure that they were, had their weapons locked and loaded. <laughs> I don't get it. It's, it's never made sense to me. One of the things that I constantly try to talk about for a, hmm? Yeah, Jewy Jew's gun store. Uh, that's really what I wanted to do and, uh, but they're not selling guns. They, guns aren't being sold a, a, a lot now that he's the president. They were, they were sold during uh, the time that Obama was president because they thought people were going to come take away their guns. And I tried to tell audience after audience that, um, no. 
nobody was going to come. They, you know, nobody, we're not, we may, we, you know, those people who have, who may want some certain gun safety things done, uh, may look stupid, but we're fucking not. We're not going to go knocking on the door. Give me your gun. You fuck. Um, we, we don't do that. You can have your gun. We don't give a shit. But what I have always thought that is that what I wanted to do after transition after this, uh, was to, uh, open a Jewish used gun store in Alabama. Yeah. yeah. Fucking talk about it. Just fucking people be, I'd sit around a cracker barrel. with a, It would be great. It'd just be great. People be coming racing in just to see who Jewy Jew was and what the fuck he was doing in bumfuck Alabama. And this is from Paige who's in high school. She wrote in two, but this is the one I'm reading because it fits in with the other. High school Trump supporters that lose their shit every time the Second Amendment is discussed in their civics classes are the most awful fucking people to deal with. Can't tell what's worse, their ignorance or just the lack of a fucking brain. I don't... I don't... Uh, I, wow. Paige, that's... Uh, and I will say this to those of you who are, you know, that people, you know, when people go, how come you didn't write this about God? Because no one wrote anything. So those are the two that were written in so I could read those. If there was a third one that said, you know, boy, you know, I have a dog and I'd like to get my dog a gun license, I would fucking read that. Um, this is from Vincent. Uh, are your jokes different than the ones that you do in Charlotte, North Carolina? No. What do you think I'm going to come up with a new act? Are you fucking nuts? That's homework, asshole. This is from Nate. My, my wife served me cauliflower crust pizza. What the fuck is that? I'll tell you what the fuck that is. That's the end of pizza as we know it. You don't put broccoli on pizza. You don't put fucking ham and pineapple on pizza. Fuck you. I don't know what, God, I don't. That'd be grounds for divorce. <laughs> How do you fucking, that's a whole day's work for fucking pounding a cauliflower until you, son of a bitch. Why didn't you just lie to him? Here's your cauliflower crust pizza. <laughs> this is Colin, when you go to a restaurant with a vegan, why would you do that? I've had, I've had a couple of relationships with vegans and it's really, uh, it's like tiring. When, 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 you, when you go to a restaurant, it's like, you know, you're looking at things, you know, you got, boy, you'll bring me the whole hog? Whoa, wonderful. And you're gonna eat what the hog eats. That'll be just great. When you go to a restaurant with a vegan and they can't stop talking about kale, 
That is bullshit. <laughs> if you have a date and you the date and you take a, someone to go eat somewhere and it's it, 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 vegan or not vegan and they're talking about kale for more than two seconds <laughs> you can leave <laughs> kale was served uh, when I was a kid they gave us kale and it was a shit vegetable and it was cheap. It was dirt fuck cheap. It was fucking like, and it came in a can a lot of the times. And it was like, it was like if, if a, a literally canned kale was like if they, if they kind of turned motor oil into a leaf. <laughs> Sharon, this is really. This is really spectacular. This is, this is why teachers deserve to be paid $100,000 a year, okay? Those are the teachers applauding, but, this is, but it's true. For those of you who don't want to pay teachers because it's, they should do this because they love our children. Okay, here's why. Parents asked me to change their kids' grades. One mom told me that bees make her sad. And I should make her kids B and A. Wow. That's when you think, wow. Bees make her sad. And then you go, B. I mean, then you go, bzz, bzz, bzz. <laughs> you mean those kind of bees, you fuck ass? What? You fuck the... Uh, which country would you like to escape to if uh, Trump, it says, well, Trump is president? Which country would you like to escape to, says Nick, Nikki? Uh, the, the country I would go to is uh, Portugal. I've been there. Uh, I went there, and it's in, I'm serious. It's fucking get there now, because usually when I find something within fucking a year and a half, it's, it's done. Everybody shows up. I fuck things up by telling people. It's great. Go there. It's important to go there. Why? Because all of this fucking nonsense that we go through here about that the things are shitty, go there. I arrived there two years ago, Thanksgiving, right after the election, um, and they had a, like an 18% unemployment, and they were 10,000 times happier than any of the fuckers that, we, that I see every day. These people were fucking ecstatic. And I mean it. And they fucking and they have a fucking sandwich that that people would in this country go, you can't eat this! You can't look at what's in that sandwich. Fuck you. <laughs> I won't even describe the sandwich because it makes the what is it, Promonte Brothers? It makes that look like a diet food. <laughs> This is from Joe. Can you rant about marriage? This is really, my wife was away for a week for work, and I didn't have to answer pointless questions about my pointless life and career. I love her, but it was still the best week of my life. <laughs> it's, this is, this is from Lisa. 
She said we, she's seen us four. She's seen us four times now, and we want to know how we can meet you. I'm going to be signing. That's why I'm signing outside. Okay. For those of you, there was a bunch of people say, "How am I going to meet you?" Because I'm going to go fucking sit out there. <laughs> That's how you're going to meet me. All right. There's not going to be a cardboard fuck cutout. It's me. <laughs> and then you go. Then you come up and go. Oh God, what a disappointment. <laughs> Oh, yeah, there's, I'll read two of them. One is, uh, this is from Gino. I'd like to tell you about a time when you thanked me and insulted me in one sentence. I've admired your comedy for 20 years, following your career, uh, from, followed your career from Comedy Central. Back in the 90s, I would visit the Funny Bone in Pittsburgh at least four times a year. Doing so, I got to know the manager very well. He got me front row tickets to every show I asked for. Upon walking out of one show, I stumbled upon your picture and immediately asked him, I want to see this guy. That night I attended the 7.30 showing. When the manager asked how I liked the show, I told him it was so good I wish he could see him again. He told me that he had an opening three rows back for the 9.30 show. After enjoying the second show just as much as the first, the manager walked up to me and asked, do you want to meet him? Jumping at the chance, I answered him saying, that would be unbefucking leaveable You see, I've always admired comics. Any poor schmuck can piss people off, but it takes real talent to say something horrible and get people to like it. <laughs> Walking up to you, the manager introduced myself and my date to you and said, they liked the first show so much, they stuck around for the second show. Upon shaking my hand, he looked me right in the eye and said, wow, thank you. What a waste of time. <laughs> my, while walking to the parking lot, my date said, wow, what a prick. And I replied, yeah, he's hilarious. <laughs> This is attending the show tonight. This is from Karen. I had two others. I'll try to read them uh, tomorrow night if I can. Uh, um, I'll read one, actually. I'll read this before I read hers. Well, this is from Rainy. Fucking pain in the ass truck drivers. I am one, but the ones around Pittsburgh are fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Sons of bitches don't know how to use turn signals or have enough manners to give you a break when you make a wrong turn. I think they are afraid to cross bridges. Son of a bitch. Fuck them. 10-4. And finally, Karen, attending the show tonight with the husband, uh, I have a rant that's been brewing for years. What is it about men in refrigerators? Hey, honey, do we have any milk? Now, first of all, nowhere in my body, nor in my birth certificate, does I say I have x-ray vision. <laughs> so I say, I assume, but I cannot be sure, why don't you look? Man opens the refrigerator door and immediately states, where is it? Doesn't look, doesn't move anything, just starts bellowing. Man vision, that's what that is, folks. And it's a thinly veiled attempt at getting someone else out of their seat to serve his highness, because let's face it, that's really what this is all about. Some bullshit attempt to get service so the lazy ass need not do anything. Not even pour a glass of milk. Fuck that! <laughs> and that, my friends, is why I have two X's.
and not a third. My darling David does indeed have breathtaking visual abilities. Thank you, Pittsburgh. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Always a joy to spend time with you. Good evening. We're in Bethesda, Maryland. We're at the Strathmore in Bethesda, which is a absolutely stunning, stunning theater. where mostly music is done, but I'm sneaking in. It's really, uh, and I love you. Even though you had to be sit up there, I still love you. I'm sorry about that. If I knew you really loved me that much, I would have put you closer. Um, we are literally in the epicenter of many ways of the, where I was born and raised and spent uh, my, uh, my, about 22 to 23 years of my life. I was, uh, was in the Washington area and in this area. Um, this was not here, of course, which, which would have been nice. Um, but my friend... Uh, uh, and I've wanted to play here for a long time, and due to the fact of uh, just the way things work in terms of touring and booking and uh, uh, and all sorts of things, I've, this is the first time I've been able to play here. And um, and, and I'm glad because a lot of the. And I wish I'd been able to play here before because one of the the true one of the the real driving forces behind this was a friend of mine who did a great deal for me when I knew him when I was younger. Now we're both old, which which we now when you say I have old friends, they're fucking old. But it's Elliot Fansteel who was did a remarkable job. Um, because I worked here for a while with a th- with a theater company called Street Seventy, which then later evolved into uh, the Roundhouse Theater, and uh, and I uh, was able to uh, write for them and perf- perform with them, and uh, and my f- my my friends. Uh, Jeff Davis and Jerry Whitten are here tonight, and they were really an important part of that. Um, yeah. And I went to uh, Springbrook High School, which is, which is the the, uh, the cheerleading team is here tonight. They're in their 60s, a lot of them still still take their pom-poms to the game. It's quite exciting for them and for the school. Uh, this is a great place, uh, uh, Maryland, to, to be from. Uh, and, it's, and it's really a great place to get the fuck out of. <laughs> I, I had a lot of friends who stayed here. I mean, I understand why. It's This is, if you've never been to to uh, to Washington and the, the whole this is a fucking magnificent state that never gets its due and it's beautiful and uh, well worth a visit on it and if you've not been to the Chesapeake Bay you're a fucking idiot so uh, but it's well worth your time I I just couldn't live this guy worked for the the federal government uh, for a year I, I 
And, uh, and I loved working for the federal government. I did. I, I, it didn't, I just didn't like being in an office. Um, and it was during the Nixon administration, so imagine what a joy it was for them and me. Uh, but, but I couldn't be this close to the, to, um, to the House of Representatives or the White House or the, uh, or, uh, the Senate. I, I, I just, too much. Just, I, I, I fucking, I would lose my, I would have lost my mind. It's just intolerable. Uh, I'd be literally, I would, some, I would be literally, I think by the time I was 35, I would be dressed, I would have a, a dog collar on and people would walk me down <laughs> to the, to the, to the, uh, to the, you know, to the, to the uh, fucking down to the, the mall. And I literally would be barking and that's what I would do every day and peeing on bushes and shit. So that's, that's why I left. And, uh, and it's a good thing I left, because then I might have ended up doing theater. <laughs> I, I tried. The Lord knows I tried. And I made uh, $18. And it was... <laughs> I just sold... I'm literally, they have published... I'm just going to tell you this to give you a sense of this. All of my one-acts, six of the ten one-acts that I've written in my life were published. They're, yeah, tremendous. It's, it, you heard the round of psychotic applause for one-acts. <laughs> And there have been six, literally, six to ten, finally got it published, thrilled to get it done. Uh, and uh, they're out there for anybody to do. And in the last four years, there have been two productions. <laughs> it, if you want, you could do a production of my play for its, uh, I think it's a, $10 a night. So, I, fucking, and I'd give you 15 <laughs> Let's get to this. Chris, uh, Chris says, can you hurry up? The game, game of Thrones premiere is on tonight. Well, I thought I'd use the rest of the time to tell you what the fuck happened. Uh, 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 this is from Chuck. This is every night. I've said this and I will continue to do this everywhere I go. This is written about. What's the fucking deal with potholes all over the place? This is the nation's capital and shithole potholes everywhere. Guess the wall needed building materials more. There is no place in this country without potholes. No place. Fucking no place. It's fucking unbelievable. It's really amazing. It's in the, and that you can't get, that they can't even fucking do that. They can't even like go, well, can we do this? It's just called filling shit in and then you kind of go like that. It's not difficult. It's not hard. It doesn't cost a ton of fucking money. It's just fucking, it's pretty, fuck you. <laughs> and I've said this before. It's the same fucking joke. There is no partisanship between this. I mean, it's completely nonpartisan. Why? Because the road is left and right. <laughs> yeah. This is from Barney. Following distance on the fucking highway. Lou, I'm a DC Beltway puke working for the DOD. Likely, like probably half the people in here tonight. One thing that really gives me the red ass, and what a sweet way to put it, how much, how much space people have in front of their cars in the various clusterfuck highways that make up the Beltway meta, Metroplex. Seriously, drivers seem to think they have a fucking force field in front of their cars. Like if they get up on the bumper of the person in front of them, it's going to somehow compel that person to speed up or move. Does it work? Fuck no. 
What happens instead about a hundred times a week, someone stops for some reason and then BAM! It's steel on steel drama unfolding on the road. Traffic gets royally fucked up behind this behind the scene that's created and the paved conduit to our workplaces become a parking lot. Seriously, back the fuck off. Whatever psychology is making you try to push people along is not worth it. You're not smarter than physics. This is, uh, this is from uh, Wynn. This follows from that. Did, uh, did I know that uh, Hogan, who's the governor of Maryland, who may run for president, because why not? <laughs> um, did I know that he planned to expand the Beltway? Is that really? What is he, what's he going to do? What? What, what is he, a toll lane? Oh, if you allow that, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you hard. No, if you allow that, fuck you. It's not hard to stop that. No, I don't care. I'm not having a debate with you. Fuck them, okay? What you do is you go out there and get a whole lot of people and stand there and go, you're not putting a toll up here. In the state of North Carolina, where I've spent a bunch of time, they fucking, they said, well, we're going to build this road. It's going to be 24 miles long and you can get to work faster. And you get and they built it and it's a toll road and nobody fucking uses it. So fuck them. You don't do that. You, okay, the Beltway's a piece of shit as it is. It's always been a piece of shit. It will continue to be a piece of shit. The only way that you can make it better is to make another Beltway on top of that Beltway. <laughs> make a Beltway under the Beltway. When they built the Beltway, for fuck's sake, when I was a kid in high school, there were two lanes in Maryland and one lane in Virginia. That was when I went, I am not gonna live in this state. That's fucking the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And what did they do as soon as they were finished? Start building another lane in Virginia. Holy fuck. This is uh, from William. Did you know that modern cars are no longer equipped with blinkers? I didn't. I seriously don't, I don't drive because people get upset when I drive. You don't want to drive with me, I don't pay attention. I'm like yelling at people who are doing shit. What the fuck, why are you out? Why the fuck, it's fucking 10 o'clock, nobody should be on the road, I got nothing to do, fuck you. I'm sick and fucking tired of the fucking cretins who think that they don't need to use blinkers. So there I am driving, going fucking apoplectic because these shits can't find it. I would I'd rather be locked in a cage with, with a monkey high on black tar heroin clawing my genitals off than ever have to deal with dumb fuckers again. Ending it with, have a good day. This is a good one. This came in a while back, but I keep forgetting it. It's a good Linda. And since I'm in this town where we, you know, Linda goes, people, stupid fucking people. Today I prayed for patience and tolerance of ignorant people and was placed around every ignoramus ass at known to man. Careful for, for what you ask for. <laughs> That's all. Uh. What message do you have for those of us who have devoted our careers to public service? 
We find it harder and harder to get support needed for the work we do. Um, yeah, I think it sucks. I don't think, I, I've talked about this a lot when I'm out uh, in the country and people bitch about government and I say, well, you, you, have you ever been to Washington, D.C.? No. Well, then shut the fuck up. <laughs> You know, I know from working in an office, there are people who do the job and there are people who don't do the job. That's the truth in every kind of office. It can be private or it can be public. It can be whatever. It can be a nonprofit, can be a profit. There are people who know what they're doing. There are people who don't know what they're doing. But the kind of public service that goes into being a federal worker is vital to this country and has been for a long fucking time. And to have a bunch of pompous dicks who make a ton of money off of really literally nothing except knowing how to invest in the stock market and play that, even though the rest of us were not taught anything about that because they didn't teach math that way, which would have been fucking nice to know because that would have fucking... <laughs> it took a long, long time for me to read the business section of the newspaper because I thought it had nothing to do with me. And then I started reading the business section of the newspaper about 10 years ago and went, there's where the shit information is! This is what these fuckers are up do so to have these guys pontificate about what it is that you do is you know it's appalling what the people at the epa do is important what the people at fucking all of the agencies if there needs to be trimming there does need to be trimming but to fucking deny the fact of the sacrifice that goes on to be a federal worker fuck you My father worked for the federal government for about 35 years. And, uh, you know, and he's lived to 101. So, so fuck you, too. <laughs> this is from Connie. A tornado watch has been issued tonight from Montgomery County. I'll be going now. <laughs> I've registered you as a sky warning spotter. <laughs> with the National Weather Service. Good luck, Connie. Please update us on changing weather conditions, where to take shelter if a warning is issued, and how to get free tickets to another show. <laughs> By the way, Chris Davis went over 3 today. Fuck! How many of you actually, how many of you root for the Orioles? And how many of you root for the Nationals? You know, I'm just going to tell you, 13, 13, 13, 13, 13. The Washington senators, uh, originally, I rooted for them. They're in Minnesota. <laughs> the next senator team that came along uh, that bought Denny McLean for a fucking infield and a half, that group of idiots is now the Texas Rangers. Um, and then you don't, they don't even put us in the American League. They bring back a third team. Can't do it three times. Fuck you. Can't do it. Can't do it. It's bullshit. Can't bring back three teams. That's a crock of shit. You can do that. I would let you have your Washington team if, the, if Dan Snyder is fired. God. Boy, is that fucking drive me nuts. This is from Kay. I just think this is, I just wanted to, be, to read this. Hands off my uterus, fuckers. 
Yep. And hands off my breast milk. All right. We're going to just read two more of these and then we're going to go. This is from Jennifer. April, fuck. Among many things, April is Autism Awareness Month. I have a son who is now 15 years old with autism, etc. My partner has two sons with it as well. They are all verbal, trying to be mainstream, but the struggle is fucking real. As myself and other parents of these unique, twice exceptional kids agree, enough with the autism awareness shit already. Everybody knows about autism by now, and if you don't, you must be living under a rock or in a fucking cave somewhere, or somehow not uh, know any how, or somehow not know to not know anyone with young children who have autism. The rates are staggering. There's enough fucking awareness. What our kids are lacking are friendships with neurotypical kids, free and appropriate education that actually meets their needs so they can actually be successful adults with the amazing IQs they have and appropriate education not only for them, but for the babysitters, first responders and educators in smaller communities so that my kid can be included in after school programs and et cetera and not be outcast because no one understands him or others like him. Enough with awareness. People know what the fuck it looks like when kids need tested. Fucking do something. My son has two typical siblings, and I'm fucking exhausted. But the education is fucked for them, too. So what should we do for our intelligent autistic kids? Hopefully, he will not grow up to live in my basement or be arrested because the greater community didn't do their part. If you happen to be in Columbia, Missouri on May 6th, I'm doing a, uh, um, a, 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 a benefit for the Thompson Center, uh, which uh, works with uh, uh, the, uh, the autistic community there. And I'm working, I'm, it's, it's a show with Kathleen Madigan and my friend Jeff Stilson. So, um, and so I'm going to read this. I can't remember if I read this or not. It's been a long week. Um, once again, uh, thank you all for being here. Uh, I really appreciate it. I'd like to thank everybody for writing in. Uh, I'm going to take a break now, and, and then in, uh, in, in two weeks we'll be in uh, at the Borgata. At uh, the end of uh, the week after this, we'll be in uh, the Borgata in uh, Atlantic City for two nights on Friday and Saturday. So send your, uh, send your shit in there. Um, so, uh, yeah, send your rants and stuff. Um, so we end with this. What moron writes the scripts? This is from Liam. What moron writes the scripts for customer service agents? <laughs> would it be too fucking much to ask to just have them be able to respond as a human being would? When you're done not helping me, and when we've collectively accomplished jack shit on the call, don't end by saying, is there anything else I can help you with today? Anything else implies you did some help. You did nothing! You can't do more if you did fuck all to this point. Thank you, Bethesda. Good to be home.
Thanks to all of you for listening to my Rantcast. If you have a rant you want to get off your chest, send it in to me at lewisblack.com forward slash live. You can think of it as therapy or whatever you want to think of it as. Just let it rip. And I want to thank the true stars of our show, the ranters and the splendid rants they gave us. Lewis Black's Rantcast was created and hosted by me. Ha <laughs> Lewis Black. Our live rant audio was produced by James Salkin. Our theme song by Chris Lane. Executive producer, Ben Brewer. Executive producers, Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcast. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.